What is the current situation regarding the protest? Good, good afternoon, Sakina. Um, currently, the, the protesters are still standing outside uh, the main entrance at Eskom's um, Megawatt uh, entrance. Um, the CEO, Pakamani Hatebe, has just come out to come and address the crowd and also, I guess, to receive the memorandum, which will be handed over by uh, leadership from the NUM, Musa as well as substitute is here. And um, uh, roughly how many employees are protesting there, Naledi? From what it seems, it looks like around 3,000 employees are here. We do understand that uh, some other employees coming from uh, different parts of the country, from the different power stations, have also come here to join the march as well. We saw buses arriving earlier this morning carrying a number of people. And now um, they are saying that they are still waiting for more workers um, in order for them to hand over the memorandum. But seeing as the management has now come out, it looks like the, num- the handover of the memorandum will happen uh, in a few minutes. Uh, they did also mention earlier uh, that uh, management had obtained an interdict uh, to stop uh, uh, workers from demonstrating outside. But they did say that they would not receive or comply with anything until they have handed over their memorandum. And now uh, this is what is actually happening. Uh, The CEO is outside and he's going to be listening to the reading of the memorandum by the leadership of Sapu, Noom and uh, and, and Nusa. Now, Lady, uh, do you know anything about power interruptions there at Megawatt Park? Um, well, from outside, it's very hard to say what's happening inside. Um, we did hear mention that there was a power interruption. Um, there was also an intercom announcement that I could hear from outside where some of the workers who are actually inside were told to stay inside and um, everything would then be communicated to them at a later stage. But from outside, uh, it's just protesting and we, we haven't seen anything about a power shutdown. The only thing that we do understand is that um, there, there is a minimum capacity in, uh, in some of the, the, the minimum capacity in some of the power stations around the country due to the fact that a lot of people who are manning those power stations are actually here for the protest. Uh, so uh, currently, people are waiting outside and um, the memorandum is being read out to management as we speak. Well, now, Lady Ngobo, thanks for that update. Our economics reporter outside Megawatt Park. And uh, we cross now to Kulupasiwe, who is uh, ESCOM's spokesperson. And uh, following that tweet this morning uh, where Kulupasiwe tweeted that the power supply to ESCOM's head office had mysteriously been cut off. Kulu, good afternoon and welcome to Update at Noon. Thank you, Sakina, and to our listeners, good afternoon as well. So do tell us more about that, because uh, interestingly, the the word mysterious was used. So what does that imply? Well, Sakina, the the, the context to that is that from 3 o'clock this morning, when many of our people were trying to go to different power stations to report for work, some of them were halted from uh, buses and uh, minibuses that were taking them to work. And uh, as a matter of fact, one of them has now been hospitalized because uh, they were severely uh, beaten up by, I would say, our colleagues who are now on strike. So things generally are, are not uh, what they should be in, within ESCOM. And uh, as I say, things are falling apart, but at least the center is still holding because we still are able to generate electricity so that we can keep the lights on. But where are those things falling apart? 
Well, the, the power stations, for example, uh, some of our units have now, uh, uh, um, some of them are no longer functioning because, of, uh, uh, because they tripped. And uh, now, because we are in a situation where sometimes it does happen that things trip because it's part of wear and tear. But uh, we have uh, noted some of the people who are working for ESCOM, who have gone on Twitter and elsewhere in the social media saying that they're going to be tripping things so that uh, today there should be what they call a shutdown. So I don't know if this is part of the shutdown that was mentioned, but all I know is that some of our units are not operational at the moment, which is why management is now uh, 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 sort of defining some of these acts as acts of sabotage. So clearly things, some, something is not right in this equation. So just to clarify, are you suspecting sabotage? Well, that's what management is saying, because uh, just to give you a context uh, again on, on this one. So in one of the substations in, uh, in Mpumalanga, so the, the people who are uh, authorized to go into the substations, they would have the keys to the station. And then so this person went there, opened the thing. And then uh, when he got there, he, he opened up some of the things that are supposed to have been closed so that we can make sure that uh, the security around that facility is, uh, is ensured. But what he did, uh, this person, uh, it could be a she, but this person, what they did was to take out the, the, uh, the, the padlock that they used for, for the facility and use their own padlock. So clearly what they were trying to do there is that they, they knew that they were doing something wrong, but making sure that whoever is going to come is going to have to struggle first before they go in there. So they had to call in other people to come and break that door or the gate so that uh, these guys can go in there and, and, and repair the things that had been left uh, uh, broken. So, and uh, this obviously then speaks to a situation yesterday where Eskom was, you know, quite certain that they would be able to avert any sort of um, electricity blackout to today, perhaps not being too sure that you can actually do that, Kulu. Well, today, yes, I can safely say to you that uh, we cannot uh, uh, guarantee that uh, the, the lights will continue to be kept on because of the so many moving variables that are happening within this organization. But at a technical level, management and uh, the senior managers had uh, basically put in place measures to make sure that we keep the system running. But if people are prevented from going into work, to make sure that those systems that have been put in place are activated, then clearly uh, we are heading into trouble. And also just uh, some uh, word coming out about a possible intervention by Minister Gordon uh, to meet with all parties. Can you tell us more about that? Well, so far from, from uh, what we know, Sakina, uh, is that yesterday that there was a meeting between Kosati leadership, I think NVM as well, with uh, Minister Pravin Gordon. There's also indications that, that they want to speak to the state president and also the Minister of Energy. From our end, that, that, that's how far we, we can say, uh, at least at this stage. What we know for sure, though, is that all three unions have uh, now declared a, a dispute with ESCOM, and that matter is now referred to the CCMA. So very soon we will hear from the CCMA about the exact date when we should be meeting so that hopefully we'll find an amicable solution. You've been very resolute about uh, this position that there will be no increment across the board uh, with regard to uh, salary increases. But what would actually make that position change at all? What would make you move from that? Where would the money have to come from? Or what situation would have to unfold in order for that to become a possibility? Well, Therein lies the problem, Sakina. The reason why we are with this impasse is because management is saying that there simply is no money. 
So unless now that we hear that government is going to get involved, maybe we, we, we can get some assistance there. But as far as ESCOM coffers are concerned, management is uh, insistent that there's absolutely nothing that we can do at this stage. What management is proposing is that for us to extricate ourselves from this uh, hole, we basically need to do essentially two things. The first thing that we need to do is to contain the cost that we currently have. Our costs are simply too high and our revenue is, is low. So we need to improve our revenue, improve our efficiencies and productivity so that next time around this time, we might be in a better position to start negotiating about such incre- increases and, uh, and, and bonuses. And what have you done to recoup monies from people uh, like McKinsey, companies like McKinsey, and even individuals uh, who have been fingered, you know, to have perhaps misappropriated some funds from ESCOM? Well, the asset forfeiture unit uh, has uh, activated processes in this regard in terms of uh, um, freezing the assets of uh, McKinsey and Trillion. But from our side, we have, uh, through the court, asked for, for this uh, company to start making the payments. Because remember, uh, McKinsey has been in Parliament and they have made it very clear that they are willing and ready to make the payments, but they want a court order. So ESCOM has activated that, that process of the court order so that we can get the money. The people who are reluctant or it is resistant uh, in terms of uh, 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 bring, uh, giving us the money back is uh, Hitachi, so, sorry, uh, um, uh, Trillion. And uh, in, in this regard, ESCOM has started the, the legal processes so that we can claim that money back. And as far as the other people, Sakina, who are sort of cited in many of the reports that we have heard about, uh, many of those people clearly are now no longer within ESCOM. At least some of them have been fired or resigned, and the others are on suspension now. So, and management is saying, even those who have left ESCOM now, this does not exonerate them. If there's evidence that we can uh, uh, put before the court, then these people uh, uh, should face criminal charges.